0: So we do invite you to remain standing in body or in spirit as we receive the word of the Lord found from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 3 through 10. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. You all may be seated. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, we thank you for the words that have already been given in song, in testimony. We thank you for Kara, and we thank you for Carl, and Lord, for encouraging us today. So we pray that wherever we are, whatever we are, however we are, you would just be merciful to us today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So I was 26. I had been a pastor for about a month when I got the phone call that somebody was in the hospital and I needed to go visit them. Now, I had never met Sybil Lee. Um, She was, uh, again, I'd only been there a month and I was still making my way around to kind of meet different people. But Sybil was somebody who was important in that church and in that community. Her daughter went to church, her granddaughter went to church, her great-granddaughter went to church. And in Mulder, Oklahoma, um, everybody somehow was connected to Sybil and her husband who had passed away earlier, Paul. And so I went to the hospital not knowing what to do. Now I'd been on hospital visits and my dad had helped me out and, and I had been told what to do. I'd seen what to do. I'd even prayed with people in the hospital before. But I had no idea what to do in that situation. Here was a woman who was not doing well, who was older, and I didn't know what to pray for. There was, I, I didn't know if I was supposed to go in there And I was to pray for a miracle, that she would be healed, that she would walk out of that hospital, because what if she didn't get healed? I mean, then everybody in the church would think that me and the big guy weren't as close as we were supposed to be, right? I also didn't want to pray the other side of that prayer, right? Lord, I pray she would pass in peace. And then she walks out of the hospital. And they think, what little faith does that new young pastor boy have? What do I do I was anxious about what how I was going to to do this and what I was supposed to say and, and, and so I was praying on my way about how to pray and, and what to do and so when I got to the hospital I met uh, her daughter Glenda outside the the hospital room and there was some family in there and I said Glenda in this moment of, of wisdom and insight from the Lord I just asked Glenda what would you like me to pray that way I knew right live peace whatever it might be right and she said Aaron pray that God would be merciful pray that God would be merciful and so that's what I did I went into that hospital room with Glenda and her sister with the family, and we prayed for God's mercy. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't claim to be an expert. I just said, God, you're the God who moves, and you're the God who is merciful. Would you just please be merciful in this situation today, right now? I went back a week later, and we gathered as a family, and they had communion one final time with Sybil. And then a week after that, I did my very first funeral for Sybil Lee. 400 people showed up. That's like more than a tenth of the town, y'all. And the Lord was merciful and merciful and merciful again and again and again. Jesus said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Now, I've been working on a definition of mercy all week. And finally last night, I felt like these are the words I need to say. Is that mercy is God's kindness in our weakness. You need kindness today. Uh, One of the things I say is I don't know your story, but I know that you have one. And, And some of you, I know some of your story. And I know that you need God's tangible kindness and goodness in your weakness. Whatever it may be today, you're walking into something. And you need God's loving kindness and power and goodness and love to meet you right where you are as you are. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall receive mercy. I'm going to invite Kay to come up again, our Minister of Prayer and Care, and she's going to share a little bit more about mercy.
1: One of the scriptures I picked out comes from 2 Corinthians one, three through four. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of Compassion. And the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in, it, those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. This week I, I went to Aaron the other day and I, we was meeting to talk about today and I told Aaron, I said, you know, I've just got to admit to you that this word mercy and merciful is difficult. I said, I'm having trouble with it. I'm having trouble putting it together. And how, how do we talk about mercy? How do we talk about being merciful? And he gave me three words. And he said that he was told once that mercy could be a postured, posture of need. And when I thought about that, then I thought about the story of Mary who brought the expensive perfume to wash the feet of Jesus. And that comes from John 12, 3. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Now, Jesus had arrived at the house of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. I want you to think, back now, maybe how Jesus felt that day. I believe that Jesus had a need. He knew that the religi- religious leaders were plotting against him. He knew they wanted him dead. And so they they were doing everything they could to prove that he wasn't who he said he was. He had a need. And Mary and Martha met that need that day in Lazarus by opening their home to him. But then they fed him and they took care of him. And they met that need. And Mary, you know, Jesus was lying, probably sitting uh, on the floor, maybe leaning back on a cushion. When Mary came up to him, and he was already sitting, so in order to get to his feet she had to kneel at his feet she took that posture of need and she kneeled at his feet with an alabaster jar and she broke that jar and poured pure nard on his feet and then wiped his hair dry her his feet dry with her hair she took a posture of need in front of Jesus. As I thought about this story, I also thought about us going to Jesus. So many times we're even going to each other. We have like an alabaster jar on the outside. We protect ourselves on the inside. We have to... Come in a posture of need and we have to be willing to break that hard core of ourselves, that that jar. We have to be willing to break that jar to let out what needs to be let out. Coming to the altar and kneeling is a way of doing that. Coming to the altar and sharing your need is a way of letting go to break that hard shell and to let your need come forth I just believe that Mary came forth with tears pouring down her eyes because she had been forgiven she came to Jesus in his need and she gave him her very best she gave all that she had her expensive perfume that's extravagant love a love that focuses on the object of her love, which is Jesus. A love that is willing to sacrifice everything only, wishing she could give more. The forgiven heart, the restored heart, demands to give it all. All of it. God has shown us his mercy and compassion so it's important that we ourselves show mercy and compassion for other people. We are no different than Mary. Our heart commands us to be merciful as God was merciful. Compassion is to share the pain and suffering of others and to work to help them. Our great example is in this is Jesus himself who took himself human nature giving his life to open a way of eternal salvation for us all. Every Wednesday morning, there's some of us that gathers together for prayer from 9 to 10. We pray for the members of this church. We pray for your needs and your family's needs. And it is open to anybody that wants to come We want to show mercy to you as God has shown mercy to us. Each week I have two ladies that are part of the prayer team that um, Peggy Calhoun and Ray Jean Burke. And believe me, they have problems of their own. They have needs of their own. And yet every week they take that prayer list. And many of the cards you receive during the week from the church comes from these two ladies. And they have been doing this, I'm going to say, since 2018, something like that, if I'm correct. We also have prayer shawls that the women, some of the women have made out in the foyer that you can take to put over your shoulders when you pray. When we cry out, have mercy on me, O oh God, we are asking God to be merciful to us in any way to show us his compassion. I don't know your need but I think it's safe to say that we all have a need. We all struggle whether it's physical, emotional, mentally, in body, soul and spirit. So this morning you're going to have a chance to come and to break that hard interior, that hard exterior like that alabaster jar. And to bring your, just pour your need out and to let someone else pray for you. Or if you want to pray by yourself, that's okay. But come, come and let Jesus know or let us know your need. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we know that we have a need. Father, we know that you had a need and your need was met. And, Father, you have shown mercy to us already in sending us your Son, Jesus Christ. And, Father, I just ask as we come today to pray that your mercy will be given and given and given and given. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.